1: hey welcome to sports unfolded episode 38 i'm your host eric with my main man ron how are how you tonight doing? good i'm good. doing
0: great I, I i'm looking at the list of all the things that have happened this week this is going to be
1: a show this is this is definitely going to turn some heads <laughs> it's, it's been be show, so man. much this week so much that's happened uh so we'll start off with our leadoff story and our leadoff story is on the los angeles las vegas raiders and their continue continuous turbulent season with the latest story that came out with uh, wide receiver, Henry Ruggs, III and the fatal car crash that he was involved in. Tina Tintor was a 23 year old victim that was killed alongside with their golden retriever, Max when they were burned alive in their vehicle that was struck by Ruggs. It was later discovered that Ruggs was blood alcohol level of 1.61, which is two times the legal limit in Las Vegas was, also was doing about 150 miles per hour on a, on a pedestrian pedestrian uh, street. So it was a normal street, wasn't a highway. Not that that would excuse that as well, but um, Ruggs is obviously facing charges uh, from felony DUI, possible other charges as he had a loaded gun in the vehicle while being intoxicated, which is another crime. So a lot to, to kind of unfold here. So Ron, what do you think?
0: Um, I was stunned when it happened. I'm still stunned. Um, it's just pure stupidity. It's stupidity. Look, I mean, come on. Like, I, I make this comparison every time something like this happens. There is no one that parties harder than Rob Gronkowski. No one. This man does it the right way. He surrounds himself by the right people that keep him protected and away from all of that. He goes out, has a great time and he gets home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why can't anyone else figure this BS out?
1: So the, the amazing thing of this whole story at the end of the day is that, you know, as the NFL has you know, had these stories happen in the past, they started a mandate. Look, we can get you Ubers, we can get you a car, we can get you drivers, we can hire you a taxi, whatever you need, so that this doesn't happen. And yet, these athletes continue to choose to go a different path, and it makes no sense. And in this
0: case, the, oh, it the makes sad- perfectly sense. It makes perfect sense, Eric. This is their ego and their invincibility, and you know they want to show off to the world on what they have and what they can do. And and that's the attitude of Henry Ruggs. That's his attitude. He brings in, a, you know, a, probably a woman he met there, wherever he went, you know, at some club, brought her along for the ride. Hey, let me show you my car. And let me show you. Know, and it goes from there. So it's nothing more than showboating and, and this persona of invincibility that makes these players do these things with the mix of alcohol. Yeah. And,
1: and unfortunately, again, the, the only person that really ultimately, you know, got affected by this was uh, this Tina Tintor, who was tw- a 23-year-old woman, uh, you know, probably yeah. just on her way to go see her family or do, you know, any regular errand.
0: And, and a didn't little expect dog, to,
1: too. Yeah. And didn't expect to get rear-ended. You know, at 150 miles per hour, no, and they said the airbags didn't deploy until about 120 miles. So you think about the impact; literally, yeah. slowed it down 30 miles per hour before the airbag even deployed. Right. So that that force alone, the car's in flames. He's on the side of the road, and they just watch it burn. No, yeah. I and it's just I. It's look the the raiders did the right thing; they cut him immediately. Like that didn't even wait for anything. Not that, um, his, his playing career is obviously completely done and, and what he's going to go through with the legal system. I'm sure he's going to be in jail for a long time.
0: Yeah. And all the money that he has left over from his contract is going to be used on that lawyer. Yeah.
1: Yeah, And it's going to have to be, I mean, is his family's life's ruined, but I, I feel for the victims uh family and, and what they've gone through. And I believe that yep. they said the parents can't even, you know, they they can't right now believe that this even happened to their to their daughter. So, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think there's anything he can say do that's gonna make up for this. And I don't even think he's gonna be remorseful about it. I think that he felt like he was to your point invincible and it wasn't it wasn't anything that was gonna, you know, negatively turn out. Cause even on no. when it happened, you could hear them his girlfriend or whoever she was screaming like he needs help. What about the person burning in the vehicle? Mm. Like we were, they were so worried about yeah. what happened to them. Oh, And now what happened to, to someone else as well, you know? So uh, it, it's an unreal. And, and, and think about it from the, the Raiders organization, the John Gruden thing happened a, a couple weeks ago. Now you have this story. Can they, can they pile anything more on this team to see what they can overcome in that adversity?
0: Well, this is going to be a tough one because I'm sure it could actually divide the locker room on this one too. And if it was already divided with John Gruden, now you're looking at little groups of players going their own ways and then doing their own things. And that will transfer to on the field as well. And I'm
1: not sure if you heard the Derek Carr Uh, comments about how, okay. So basically he came out and said that uh, someone has to love rugs and he will do that if nobody else will. And he's gotten criticized for it. And I I just want to say he's a man of faith. Um, So obviously from his standpoint, he believes in, you know what I mean? The ability to, to have forgiveness and, and try to help. And I, I, I wouldn't say that he was wrong for what he said. I think some people criticized what he said as as support for the situation. I don't think it was support for the situation. I think with his beliefs, it's the support for the person and that the person needs to have somebody there with them so that they can get through it. Uh, You know, so hopefully again, we'll see how this all pans out, but I I can't see this going any other way, but a long jail sentence for, uh, you know, rugs.
0: Oh yeah. No, there's, there's no question. There's no question. Like, it's, you know, innocent till proven guilty. I mean, it's clear. Like, it's clear. And with the fact that the victim suffered, victims, the dog also Mm -hmm. is a victim, um, that is going to irritate whatever judge is going to make the decisions. Um, his best bet is probably pleading guilty because if you don't, it's going to be worse for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have to see how it all turns out. Let's move on to another NFL story. This one, not as serious, but the gentleman that's on this going going to be on the screen in, in one minute here is Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers story continues to take such a different twist. Uh, each and every minute. So Rogers has tested positive for COVID-19 and will be out for this week's game against the Chiefs. Rogers has claimed that he was immunized is what his words were, which is not vaccinated. He claims that he's allergic to ingredients in one of the vaccines and doesn't like the side effects from the, the other vaccine. How do you think the league should handle this situation based on the fact that he wasn't really forthcoming with his status and, and the vaccinations?
0: Okay, somebody had brought this up earlier, and and asked the question if it was Tom Brady when he was playing Rufy, for the Patriots.
1: For Brad, thanks for joining.
0: If it was Tom Brady when he played for the Patriots, it would have been an AC eight, eight-game eight suspension and a loss of a first-round pick. That's what it would have been, and and, and I I tend to believe that, but. Does it not feel like they're just going to turn and look the other way on this?
1: Yeah, I mean, you're not because hearing a lot Aaron about Rogers. it. Yeah, you're not hearing a lot about it. And again, I think the biggest problem right now is that Aaron Rodgers decided to go on uh, our, our, our Wrestling Den's favorite person's Pat McAfee show today and basically state like that it's a witch hunt, that the league's looking to get him, that the media's looking to get him. And I think at the end of the day, he's got to start to look at probably – Saying less is better for him at this point than saying more. The more he says, the the worse I think it's going to get, and then I think the league will step in. If, to your point, Ron, he says nothing, he kind of just lets it you know, slide under the rug, he doesn't play this week against the Chiefs, he's back, no problem. He's starting to look like he will face suspensions because of some of the protocols that the NFL has set up yeah. that for unvaccinated players that he wasn't following. Yes. He was doing something, you know, of, of a natural sort that was supposedly Joe Rogan from the MMA he was working with, and they were doing all this experimenting. Listen, that's not what the protocol was. I'm not saying he should be vaccinated, or not vaccinated. That wasn't, that's not the issue here. The issue is that you really didn't come out and say you weren't vaccinated.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, when you look at this, we're going to see what the NFL is made of because the NHL, took a hard stance already, you know, with, um, what is his name? Evander Kane, you know, suspending him for quite yeah. a while for not following the protocols and for lying about, you know, being vaccinated. So it's going to be interesting to see if the NFL does anything. anything.
1: Yeah. Cause that's the first thing I thought of was Kane in that situation. And how you know we had just talked about it a couple weeks ago, and you know what it was at twenty one games. Yeah. And if Aaron Rodgers gets nothing for this, what oh. is the NFL really saying? It's more about money and, and <laughs> in yep. of, of the the league, and not the actual like, the but, treatment, right? So if they're gonna they're gonna try to have all these protocols and say we're trying to be safe and we're trying to have, uh, you know, show a standard that no other league is gonna do, and then you let somebody who blatantly lied about it skate then what are you really saying is safe it's not it's more about money it's more about finances it's about you know ratings on the screen and you know people in the seats and that's what it's all about you know this game honestly was going to be a a a headliner with you know Mahomes and and rogers and now you know the nfl's probably scurrying to try to figure out how they're going to make you know this thing work
0: yeah it's it it's just ugly. It's uh, the whole is- incident is ugly, and and frankly, if he gets any any uh, penalty for it, like a suspension, which they're not gonna do. If anything, it'll be a fine, if that at all. And it's a, it's a shame to be honest with you, because if you if you're not following the protocol of that, then what else are you bending? You yeah, know what I'm exactly. saying it, yeah, no, it just exactly. it just oozes ugliness all the way through and I'm sorry again like the difference between Aaron Rodgers and Brady mm-hmm. you can see it like if it was Brady they'd come after him
1: so that gentleman I'm pointing at right now served a four game suspension for air pressure
0: <clears throat> yeah
1: that is not as serious as covid-19 and the ability to probably kill somebody if you know, you're not right. If they're not vaccinated and right. you, they believe you are. So uh, I think ultimately at the end of the day, we really have to start to question uh, the league if they don't do anything about it.
0: Absolutely.
1: So let's look at uh, the, the, the big game uh, for the new England Patriots this week. Um If my producer popped that picture up there for a second, yeah, coming, then, I know buddy, I'm just making sure the new England Patriots are facing the four and four <laughs> Carolina Panthers this Sunday. What are some of your keys to this game? We break down every Patriots game the uh, Friday before. So, what do you think New England Patriots have to do to get to walk out of Carolina with a victory? Um,
0: is it my understanding that McCaffrey's playing?
1: McCaffrey should be back. Yes.
0: Right. Right. So there you go. That's the key to the game: containing him, making sure he just doesn't do so much that it that it kills you, um, and don't let Gilmore beat you on the other side of the ball.
1: So a couple of concerns I have is uh, Carolina's second overall defensively, fourth against the pass, 15th against the rush. So you're not going to be able to throw the ball effectively, especially, and that's before Gilmore. So now they've got Gilmore. That that adds another element of being able to, to pass the ball effectively. What they really have to do, honestly, is Carolina's offense is not very good. They're 25th overall, 28th. Passing sixteenth rushing. What McCaffrey brings you this week, you're unsure of because again he's been injured for uh, I think three or four weeks now. He's been out. Yeah, but we don't know what he's coming back as. We don't know who their starting quarterback is going to be because there's been some question. Donald is in concussion protocol, may not play, which might be a benefit to them honestly and hurt the Patriots. But if that's the fact that our defense has to step up and create some turnovers give the offense an opportunity to get some extra possessions. I think ultimately that's what the key to the game will be is if New England's defense can really neutralize their offense, which they should have the ability to do since they're yeah. not very good, that would be the key for me. Mac Jones obviously with the offense uh, again, what you can do running the ball effectively that might be the the one area too that they might have a little bit more of an advantage where they could be able to run the ball effectively and keep Carolina off the off the field.
0: Yeah, if you can keep, like I said, if you can keep them off the field and and contain whatever McCaffrey does, I don't think McCaffrey is just going to have this monster game because of you know coming off an injury. So he's going to be limited. Um, he'll probably play half the time. I'm thinking, and so as long as you can control most of the game, and, and and just run that offense with efficiency, you know, with the running and the passing combined, you know, and you you just pick your play, you pick your spots. I I think. I don't, I don't see the Patriots losing this game.
1: Look, right now, currently, look, they, they look good, right? We've seen two good weeks out of the New England Patriots. We've seen that they're starting to, to mesh a little better. Uh, I'd still like to see more out of the wide receiver position and the productivity there. And um, obviously, Johnu Smith, uh, I'd like to see him get involved more on the offensive side of the ball. But um, yeah. I'm, I'm a little nervous with the, the defense as well. J.C. Jackson's questionable, may not play. And we're very thin at quarterback cornerback as it is. So that could be a concern as well. You have to hope that injuries don't play a factor in, in this game Sunday, because right now it's starting to look like it may.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's been a pro- that's a problem right now for the Patriots. They have a lot of injuries. Um, especially on that defensive side of the ball. I I I wanna say there's at least half of the starters are out at least half, that's a lot. I mean, that is a lot. And it's hard to overcome those kind of injuries to your starters in the secondary and in the linebacking core, you know, from making a decent, you know, pass defense. I And, I mean, thank God it's Carolina right now and not, Dla Rams <laughs> because exactly. they would yeah. not be able to stop the Rams.
1: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt at all. So let's uh, let's look at what are some of your games of interest for Week Nine in the NFL. Have you uh, decided which games you really have some interest in? I actually have six
0: games. Wow, tonight. I got
1: four this week. But go ahead. What do you got? Well, sorry?
0: one of them is a quick one because the Texans and Dolphins are both one and seven. I, I have the same game. I'm just curious. Is this I- I'm curious to see
1: who can compete
0: with Detroit for the worst team.
1: Right. This is all seeding right now. This is who's one, two, three, right? Like this is yeah. they, both of these teams want to lose, I would believe, at this point. Yeah, you would
0: think uh, To me
1: it make more sense. So we have and, to see And it. that's
0: the whole thing with the um the Odell Beckham releasing. If they go through I saw the first ten teams that you know, have the, the waivers. Like, why would you pick him up? Why? There's no point, one through ten, to pick up Odell Beckham because he's not going to do you any good. You're not making the playoffs. Agreed. It's pointless. He's going to go further down to somebody that's wanting to make the playoffs. Yep,
1: yep, yep.
0: Absolutely. You don't bring on a guy like him when you're trying your rookies to be out there and and, and getting them work.
1: I agree. What do you got? What else?
0: Um what else from there? The from there I have the Bears and Steelers. Okay. Yeah. Um the reason being is the Steelers. They're four and three. Now that's a quiet four and three. But the what makes that interesting is the Browns and Bengals game. Because if the Bengals lose, they go to five and four. The Browns will be five and four. And if the Steelers win, they will be five and three in first place. Yeah. Or second place, Baltimore. I forgot about Baltimore.
1: Which which we never th- would think would be possible with the Steelers. We really thought this right. was going to be the year that it all falls apart.
0: So so that's why I have that game on there, because it could get really interesting, a three-way tie for second place.
1: Yeah. Um, I had the Cleveland-Cincinnati game. Um for a couple of different reasons, Cleveland obviously with the re- release of OBJ. Yep. What kind of uh, you know attitude are they going to have? Go- you know, on the field and are they going to be able to perform? Are they going to be bitter? Are some guys going to be excited that he's not there? But also the Bengals, like the Bengals, are in a crossroad right now. They lost a very bad
0: game to the Jets, and they could have had a stronghold on that division. Right.
1: You think about it. So they really have something to prove here. They need to win this game. If not, again, they get thrown into all that mix, and it's probably going to be a, a lost season again for the Bengals. They need to win this game and keep the, the Browns out of it. If, yeah. you, if you allow the Browns to win, you, you're all in that. Like you said, that where any one of you can honestly be knocked out. So exactly,
0: that's exactly.
1: that's that's uh, how I see that one. What else do you got?
0: Oh, I've got, of course, the Packers and Chiefs. Um, it became, I had that prior to
1: the to the Aaron it, Rodgers. It
0: became less, but. You know they did draft a quarterback.
1: Jordan Love, this is the this is it. This now, listen, look, you could, look, you can honestly see <laughs> if if Jordan <laughs> Love plays well
0: and he wins,
1: right? If he now wins this game, that Aaron Rodgers might leave. Thing may not seem as bad to the Packers, right? This would be very bad for Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yes, it could. And
1: it stinks. And, look, Aaron Rodgers holds all the cards though. That's where the interest is. If Jordan Love looks bad and you know, doesn't perform well, now all of a sudden Aaron
0: Rodgers can sit back and say, listen,
1: you got a big decision to make with this ownership in, in, oh, in the absolutely. front office.
0: Absolutely. But on the flip side of that, if Jordan Love wins this game, if he wins this game, that changes Aaron Rodgers' future Yeah. big time. Because I I then believe that he will be gone at the end of the season.
1: I could see it. I could see it. No. No, great point. I had um for my third game, Tennessee at the Rams. Yep. That is my key game. Tennessee without Derrick Henry now. Yes. Let's see that if still, if that if that really affects him. Obviously, that's the one stronghold on that team that nobody could match. Yeah. Losing yeah. him, Adrian Peters. Peterson, I believe they're, they're going to be their starting running back now. What, what does he have left in the tank? And we know the Rams' offense and what they can do. So, honestly, I, I, that game to me is very intriguing because I think Tennessee starts to come back down to earth without Henry.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Um, you know, that defense is good, though. Look, my, look Mike Vrabel, I, I, I like him as a coach. I, no, I know really you do. do. I know you do. I, you know, yeah. this is a this is a guy that learned a lot when he was in New England. He learned a lot. And he learned from the best. I mean, he had the best quarterback over there. He had the best, you know, head oh, coach, God. arguably some of the best defensive coordinators that have ever coached. So he he's learned a lot. And he has taken all of that info brought it over, utilized it in Tennessee, and with all of that has the personality to get along with the players. Yeah, I no, mean, I, I at all.
1: Look, I, I I'm not disagreeing. I think that uh Vrabel's a very good coach in
0: But can he overcome this that that, so that injury. That's, that's a that's
1: a big that's a big injury.
0: Because that's now you gotta injury. put it on Tannehill and can he handle that? Yeah and sometimes he can.
1: And you know how he gets sometimes. What, yep, what What's yep. your next game?
0: Uh, I think that might be all of them. Oh, the Cardinals in San Francisco. That was thrown in there. Only because if San Francisco loses this game, they're out. Yeah. They're out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I had Minnesota at Baltimore. Yeah, that was and it's just one. so questionable on Minnesota. What kind of team are they? We really just don't <sighs> know. Every week we're like, this is the week.
0: Yeah, you know, it's like. It's like that good team that just can't win. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like their defense, you look player for player. That's a good defense. And offensively, it's not bad. Yes, look, I'm not a Cousins fan. (laughs) And I still think they need a quarterback. But he should be good enough to win some games. Like This team should be winning, in my opinion
1: should be weird yeah, yeah. so I started a question look I I think this game could be the spell the end for Mike Zimmer the head coach I was I gonna say it, it
0: but I didn't want to you know, say it
1: <laughs> this is starting to look he, you lose this game you're you're below 500 your team's starting to look like they can't win key games they do have talent you're correct and yeah. it's it's gonna start to fall on the coaches is is, is that the reason they're not winning games
0: yeah, and look, I understand they've had so they've had a pretty tough schedule, but if you want to be a contender, you got to have that kind of a you schedule. You got to win
1: a couple of these. You got, yeah. got to win a couple.
0: And they have game, They had games on here that they should have won. So I, I don't know. It's 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 a pretender, I guess.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and obviously, we got to see what Baltimore's really. What team they they still again they look so good one week, then look so bad. Against the Chargers, let's see if they bounce back and and honestly... You know, unfortunately,
0: that's happened a lot this year with a lot of teams. Like, some of those teams that have been, like, in the forefront for the past, what, 10 years, they're they're hit and miss every week. Seattle's another one. One of those teams that are just, like, floundering around, and they don't know what they're doing. And I think some of these places, it's time for coaching changes.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. Granddad, thanks for joining. Sarah, thanks for joining. Uh,
0: Turd is out there uh, at all. for
1: joining. So you guys have been a awesome. Thank them. you. Um, let's move on to some Major League Baseball. And the team that's on the screen right now won the uh, World Series, and that would be the Atlanta Braves. Uh, so they defeated the Houston Astros uh, four games to two. What were your thoughts about the Braves' victory?
0: Um... I was happy because they beat Houston. <laughs> um, and to be honest, Atlanta is a very likable team. Like, you respect this team, especially after the loss of Ronald Cunha Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look, I'll be the first one to say that I thought they were going to cave, and that was it. I think we and said it at the they beginning, are. Yeah. We did. Yeah, and here they are. World Series champions. Look, that pitching staff, 3.28 in the playoffs. Yeah.
1: 3.28. 3.06 in the
0: World Series. Yes. I mean, hats off to the to the Atlanta Braves pitching staff. And then you and control the, the Houston coach.
1: Astros. Houston Astros hit two home runs in the series.
0: Yeah. That ain't going to you know, cut you it.
1: About, you think about those bats, right, and, and all the power that they have. To hit yeah. two home runs, that batting stuff, and I agree with you. I think very likable team. There's not too many players, out, uh, you know, that you, you'd say I don't like. Freeman, I think, he's one of the you know top players in the league. I think he's a free agent, so that'd be interesting to see if Atlanta can keep him.
0: Yeah, that's going to be the problem. After you know, after the playoffs, some of these teams aren't going to be able to afford all the free agents because they're just going to want so much money.
1: Yeah, Correa um, on on Houston side. Right. I think Freeman, Fre- Freddie Freeman on uh, you know Atlanta side. Both are probably that's, gonna be uh are gonna be gone.
0: That's gonna be that, Yeah, you, Atlanta's not gonna be able to sign them. And why would you, considering you have a guy that is gonna be like a new player next year <laughs> in the Cunha, you know? So there's the bat that yeah. you that you, you replace him up. with. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Jorge Soler. Uh, was the MVP, uh, batted three hundred, three home runs, six RBIs for the Braves. For the World
0: Series, yeah. yeah.
1: So, you know, great job to him. Congrats. Congrats to the Atlanta Braves uh, and that organization for winning the yeah, title. Yeah, I'm in happy. 95, a little, I believe. You know? 95, I believe, is the last yeah, time.
0: Yeah, and we're going to find out. We're going to be talking a little bit about that in the pick and roll with Bobby Cox. Yes. Um. So, yeah. So, I mean – they blew a lot of chances back then, but they didn't blow this. Nope, they got it. They got they it done. Got it.
1: They got it done. So congrats to the to the Atlanta Braves. Let's move on to our triple play. And our triple play is, is a really fun one because the Los Angeles Rams made a trade this week and they picked up Von Miller. So the defensive star from the Denver Broncos is now on the Rams. And if you look at the three names that are up there, We're going to basically who we (laughs) sign, who we benching, and who we cutting. And it's between the three defensive stars on that team, which are Von Miller, Aaron Donald, and Jalen Ramsey. Um, I believe I am first this week. So I will go first. And this is going to shock you. This is going to be a crazy one.
0: It's not going to shock me. I bet you it's the same thing as me.
1: I don't know. I'm going to start Von Miller. 110 sacks, (laughs) one-time champion. But he has that pedigree. He knows how to win in big games. I'm benching Aaron Donald, who's just, uh, again, one of those phenomenal defensive players, 90 and a half sacks, three-time defensive player of the year, which means – and I really like Jalen Ramsey because I don't think he gets enough credit for what he does, but I cut Jalen Ramsey. 13 interceptions, one touchdown in his career. (laughs) But they don't really throw to his side. He is, again, like Revis Island back in the day – Deion Sanders back in the day, they don't throw that outside. So they don't get big numbers from an interception standpoint, but that's because nobody wants to throw that because they don't want to test that their strength, but that's how I had it.
0: Eric, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I'm starting Donald. <laughs> I, told like, you. I, like, I, I was surprised. Yes. Like, Aaron Donald might be the best defensive player ever. in the league right now, oh, ever. and ever. Right, History, yeah, right. So I'm, I, I, I'd be a fool not to start him.
1: But he didn't win that championship against, uh, again, the guy. This the guy year,
0: this year he's going to.
1: Yeah, I, I predicted they the Rams. They should. Agreed.
0: So he's getting his first this year.
1: All right. So Donald just started.
0: I am benching. Ramsey.
1: See, I, I like it. I like because,
0: it. I like what you just said. Yeah. He's only got 13 interceptions in his career, but nobody wants to throw the ball over there. Exactly. And, <laughs> and that's what you team. want. Because yeah. you make a team one dimensional. And that's what Ramsey does. He makes a team one dimensional. You know where they're going to throw. So, and I cut Von Miller because look, they've only got one. They're what? Seven and one. Without Von Miller, yeah. So, why would I starter bench him?
1: Only one to win a championship out of the three of them, though.
0: Yes, but this year they'll each add another.
1: <laughs> this year, I'm talking about just what's been done. So that's how I had it. But I knew, I knew we weren't agree on this one. I loved it. That was a great one. Good job. Really good job.
0: I love that segment. My it, heart even, even in the even in the worst the worst scenario of picking three of anything we can still make it exciting
1: somehow we do we we figure it out man i love it i love it
0: rts welcome
1: rts thanks for joining man uh so let's talk some hockey so really excited if you if you're joining us if you've checked out uh, our facebook page at sports unfolded or you check out the twitter page at sports unfolded every week on a monday for the most part, we are going to post our top five teams in the NBA, the NFL, and the NHL. We also do a NHL top rank show with Ron. It'll be on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, my Twitch, T-Smooth73, on the YouTube Sports Unfolded, and on the Sports Unfolded Facebook page. So... I know you were excited about this trade. The Buffalo Sabres have finally decided to trade disgruntled center Jack Eichel to the Las Vegas Golden Knights. The Sabres received Peyton Krebs, Alex is it Tuch, or tuch? tuch, 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 tuch. a two thousand and twenty two top uh, ten protected draft pick and a two thousand and twenty three second round draft pick. Which team benefited from this trade?
0: You know, at first, I was thinking, oh, this is clearly a win for for Las Vegas. Well, after really thinking about it, I'm like, you know what? No, it is a loss for Vegas. Wow. Because, all right, he's going to have his surgery probably next week. He's having his surgery. Yeah. So, he is saying three months. I am saying four to five. <laughs>
1: So the funny thing I read 6 to 8 weeks.
0: Yeah, uh look, this is a back injury, okay? If it's a if it's a back injury, I don't care who you are. You are not coming up back in 6 to 8 weeks. Not playing hockey. You're not. It's not happening. Because you'll get killed out there. You'll get killed out there. So I'm thinking he's going to be gone for at least 4 months. Cause he's going to have to rehab and, and it's like, and then I, then I saw the interview with um, the owner of the, the golden Knights. And he said that Jack Eichel was one of the best centers in the league. Look, he's a, he's a good hockey player and it might just be a good hockey player. It might not be a great hockey player. Was he his second overall pick, I believe? Look, he didn't change Buffalo at all. Like, he changed nothing. In fact, they're playing better without him, with less stars on that team. And they're playing pretty damn well. So you tell me what the problem was. The problem was was Jack Eichel.
1: He didn't want to be there. No. He he refused to play, and that's, to me, not a a sign of a, a player that wants to win. Right.
0: So and then I looked at at the players themselves. Tuuk is a very good player. He's a very good player. He's gonna he's gonna be fantastic for Buffalo, and they got Krebs, who was a very highly touted draft pick. And and I think this is why Vegas got Eichel and not the Boston Bruins, because I know. Buffalo wanted Studnika and the Bruins were not giving him up. They weren't like they, they feel really good about Studnika and he'd be in the lineup if it, if there was space. Really. So let
1: me ask you this question though. If he's back in let's say six to eight weeks, is it a good move for Vegas at that point? <sighs> or does it depend on where they're at, you know, in the, in the standings at that point, will it really make a difference?
0: Um, see, Defensively wise, I don't think Jack Eichel is good for a team. And if they put him on the first line and take the guy that's there that's playing well, I think it's Johnson or Johansson or whatever whoever it is, it's 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 going to disrupt somebody, and that's going to make that's going to make things a little more difficult, especially if that top line starts giving up some goals because yeah. Eichel is not coming back and playing some defense. That's not yeah. happening. Yeah. And that center ice's job is to cover all the way through. And, you know, look, you put all your eggs in one basket and that's what they're going to do. And I don't, think it's, I don't think it's a wise deal. And especially if he's going to be out. Like Eichel said he was going to be out three months. So he's not coming back in six eight weeks. It's yeah. not happening. Even he's though gonna, the team wants yeah. that, it's not happening. Ico is just going to do whatever he wants. He's he's clearly showing this. Yeah, and he's going to be a handful to deal with from here on out. And I think and he signed for just a while, for a team. Oh yeah, right? it
1: was a media deal that the. Oh did yeah, with it Lowe, was like so it was
0: a long term. They're
1: so looking at another six years with him. So good luck to the. To so the Golden Knights, we'll to, We'll evaluate it in a couple months, and we'll see how uh, you know how that how it all panned out.
0: But I do want to mention something else. What do you got? The questions about Bergeron, Pasternak, Marshan, I think yeah. have been pretty much answered after answer last night. Okay. Bergeron, four goals. Uh-huh. I don't think he's too old. I don't think he's too old, and they better damn sign him. Don't let him go. I wanted to be a Bruin forever. But he looked fantastic. The power play looked fantastic. Detroit, up-and-coming team, they just got blown out of the water. Excellent. Bruin's a Um,
1: So, once again, if you're joining us, we're live. We're on Rhode Island Broadcasting. We're on every Friday night at 6 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. You can watch us on YouTube and Facebook on Rhode Island Broadcasting and Rhode Island underscore Broadcasting on Twitch. Like, subscribe, we appreciate, follow, everything there. Follow us on social media, at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter, at BroadcastingRI on Twitter, Sports underscore Unfolded on Instagram. And listen to us on our podcast if you can't watch Amazon, Anchor, Google, and Spotify, so so many different ways to watch, listen. Uh, we appreciate all the support and the continued follows. We're getting some great reactions from the, from the fans out there, so we appreciate everybody out there, everybody on Twitch tonight. Yes. Enjoying themselves. I'm I'm not even sure. They're not talking sports, but... uh, They're they're having a
0: massive conversation about anime.
1: You guys enjoy (laughs) it. So we're going to talk about some NBA and another story, uh, ugly story that came out of the NBA. Um, The man on the screen um, is the owner of the Phoenix Suns, and that's Robert Service. Um, ESPN has released a story saying that um, the Phoenix Suns... uh, Work environment was a hostile environment where the team used racism and misogyny throughout the organization, continuing to cause uh, an uncomfortable work situation. One of their former coaches um, actually said that the owner used the N-word several times. Uh, He expressed that he couldn't use it. He was saying, well, if Draymond Green can use it, why can't I use it? Things of that nature. Um, The league is currently investigating this story. How do you think the NBA should handle these allegations if they're found to be true?
0: Well, I mean, haven't they forced out owners before?
1: Yep. So the the funny thing about this story, and it's it's a shame, is the Phoenix Suns star player is Chris Paul. Chris Paul was on the Clippers when they fired Don Sterling for the same exact thing. So how's Chris Paul got to feel about this scenario right now going on again and having to answer these questions? Like you've just got to start to question how he as a player is going to say, you know, I've got to work for these owners and and not have a, a issue with it. And my dog's my are not happy about it either. Oh,
0: it, it, it's look, I, I, this is a mess. And we, look, we just mentioned this last week, haven't we had enough? And you know, it's like when, when are they gonna learn? I don't understand yeah. how stupid these people are. And, okay, and, and first it's... of all, first of all, <laughs> there they, he goes. Go, Ron. If you, okay, if you're racist, why the hell do you own an NBA team? Why? Why? Seventy five percent of the leagues black? Yeah, I don't like come <laughs> on. Law. Like are you an idiot? That's just downright stupid. And it's appalling and it has no place in any company. Any company. I don't care if you're a local shoe store or a cobbler or you know I don't even the guy think like running the, the convenience <laughs> store at the corner. All you right. know, like it doesn't belong anywhere. Like, like, come on. Like, have you not seen what's going on in this country?
1: So my my favorite hip hop artist is Eminem. And why I'm referencing that is Eminem will not say the N word. Because he understands the importance of it and why he shouldn't be saying it. So as an owner, I don't care if the player is saying it. You are not in the same position to say that and feel like it's okay because the player was saying
0: it. That is my most hated word. I don't like anyone saying it. No one. It just
1: just baffles me too. And the fact that, listen, all these things are coming out about, you know we know about the Washington football team and and all all of that. But what about why these owners don't start to look at all these teams that are starting to have these issues and go, wait a minute, I've got to clean some stuff up because this is going to get out there. And we talked about it last week, like enough's enough. But the fact that you not only, you know, had the racist comments, but then you're going to mistreat women at the same time. And you're going to allow people in your organization
0: to do the same thing. Yep. It's, it's, It's just despicable. It's just cowardice, despicable, just rotten to the core human beings. That's what they are. And, Big boys
1: club, and they—they they were all trying to. And I'll you tell know, you,
0: and I'll there. tell you, if it comes out that one of my teams is like that, oh, oh, it'll be on because I'll be heading down there, and <laughs> and saying it to their face because I don't want that, and I know the Bruins organization, you know, has had a good reputa-
1: rep- reputation. Rep-
0: reputation you got it there you go first they had the the first black player Willie O'Ree. you know and they've had many african americans play for them throughout the course of their history and i don't feel like there is a problem in that organization but if it comes out and say it does oh they'll be held to pay now, the Celtics have long been accused of this. and same thing with the past Red Sox owners. Mm-hmm. And it's time that we need to make sure that all these teams are being checked on for this because it it needs to happen now because it it's it's getting out of hand. yeah.
1: So as a league, any of these leagues should honestly start to mandate. You know, yearly uh, reviews with, uh, you know, employees in the organization, not just the players, but the organization itself. And start to see if you can, you know, you, you get these stories out prior to it coming out like this. Yeah. And now you're looking at 17 years of this possibly happening. And you're going to tell me the NBA through all these 17 years, this has never come up before. And again, you've allowed it. Because of the big boy club. So you talked about Henry Ruggs and feeling invincible and all these owners do the same thing. Yes, they do. You can't touch me. I I own this team. This is my team. I can say what I want. Do what I want. Yeah. You know,
0: and and that's the perception that they have. And it's absolutely wrong. And and if it comes out that all these findings are true for what is his name? Carver or whatever the hell his name is. Steve.
1: Steve Steve Savers.
0: Sovers, well, Robert if, it comes
1: out- Robert I'm so sorry. if it
0: comes out, that is true. They need to get him out.
1: Yeah. Force so him Don out. Sterling got fired for it. I cannot see how the, the same thing doesn't happen here. Yep. And, yep. Uh, you know, the Phoenix Suns will have a new owner and he owns the Phoenix Mercury as well. Yeah. So the WNBA team. So again, all he right, would lose right. both but franchises.
0: How does it make that team who not only have black players, but also they're all female? Like so how I, do I just, they feel about that? You know? So look, this is this is a a stain on the leagues. Every time something like this comes out, it's a stain on the leagues because they're not respecting their own players. Mm-hmm. We, and we, frankly, a of, a frankly if I was those if I was those players on those teams right now, I'd be like, you know what? Trade me because I don't want to play for you. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. I would not play for that yeah. owner.
1: And I think ultimately once the investigation comes out, and if these things are found to be true, um, you'll start to see players really call for it. And that's what happened with the Clippers. So um, the expectation would be, let's let's see how the investigation goes. But it's just sad that we have to have these stories continue to, to come out. And he's yep. adamantly denying that it's it's ever happened. But I, I again, where there's smoke, there's some fire. That has to be. So um, we'll have to see where it all comes out.
0: Everybody bleeds the same color.
1: Exactly. A hundred percent. So let's move on to our face off and an interesting topic. uh, The Cleveland Cleveland Browns have released wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. (coughs) Patriots are reportedly one of the teams that have interest. We are going to argue if the team should or should not sign him. One of us has to want to sign him and agree with signing him. One is against signing him, Ron. I go first, but I am going to let you pick which one you want to go because I could go either way on this.
0: I could too. I don't even really know which one I'd want. <laughs> um, well, maybe somebody out there, Granddad, uh, who should who should argue for signing Odell Beckham, even if you don't know the player, you can just pick B J.
1: If you've ever seen the highlight so, with the Giants,
0: so is it on. me or Eric to vote for signing him?
1: I think I think you might have to pick Ron.
0: No, I don't he's got he's get, got this. Thinking, he's got this.
1: Oh, Granddad, what do you got? Granddad, Eric, I am for it. That's what you said. I am for it. So you're against it. So I I will. I appreciate it. Granddad, awesome. Thank you for chiming in. appreciate it, man. So, what I will say is this he still has talent. If you put him on the Patriots roster currently, he by far is the best wide receiver that they would have. Mac Jones, who is coming into his own, who is becoming a superstar in this league can utilize a player like OBJ who is going to demand double coverage, allow other players to get open. Mac Jones has the ability to find other players in this offense. So even if it's just as a decoy, it's still going to benefit the Patriots offense, benefit Mac Jones, and who knows, OBJ. Let's remember the Randy Moss experience with Tom Brady. When he came over from the Raiders, everybody said his career was done. What did he do? He ended up having the best career for a wide receiver with touchdowns in the history of the NFL. That's the difference the Patriots offense can make. That's the difference with him coming to the team could make. Ultimately can get them to the playoffs. What do you got?
0: Okay. This is quite simple. I don't even need the full minute so I can just blabber a little bit. Okay. So he was with the Giants, correct? Yes, sir. What did he do there? He caused problems. That's what he did. So they shipped him out to Cleveland, right? I knew
1: you were going here. Yep.
0: So they shipped him out to Cleveland. What did he do there? Cause problems. Cause problems. Go ahead. What do you think he's going to do in his next stop? He's going to cause problems. You know, if he's he is not willing to be a decoy. He's not willing. He wants the ball every single time he goes down the field, he wants the ball. When he doesn't get the ball, he's gonna start mouthing off. And now you got a rookie quarterback, he will destroy Mac Jones's attitude and he will infect the whole team. Do not sign this clown because he hasn't done anything since like year two,
1: who is his head coach with
0: the Giants? It doesn't matter because it does matter. He's, no, it doesn't matter of because it does. he's going to bring the, head same coach crap, the same crap everywhere he goes. So did he's Randy Marsh he
1: came here and conformed to the Patriot way and ended up becoming a great Patriot for how many seasons? Three seasons.
0: Yeah, he had to get and shipped out at- in the last one.
1: Yeah, we're not looking for Odell Beckham to do anything more than finish out this year, and then we go from there.
0: Yeah, but he's not going to accept that. He will. He will cause problems. Cause problems, by the way. Ball. His
1: father's the one that started the, the rift.
0: Doesn't matter. He's been out. asking for trades. You know? Somebody that has
1: five hundred and four receptions, over seven thousand yards receiving, and fifty-one touchdowns wouldn't be a benefit to the Patriot offense. No, clearly won that run. Clearly, no. I won that. No, because my like, dad knows Chris I won that. There. That's why he picked me because I'm the winner.
0: Look, he's there in Cleveland and they can't get out of their own way because of him. Because
1: Mayfield's a joke of a quarterback. No, come on. Eric. Would you take, you would know you take Mayfield or Mac Jones right now? That's a tough question. Okay, answer the question. I'm not asking. I, I don't who who I I know. I know it's take. tough. Who would you take? It's a toss up. Would you take Baker Mayfield right now with the Patriots? No, yeah, sure. hey, no, you would not. No, you no, would not. no that's, uh, why not? Over, over Mac Jones?
0: I'm just saying it's a toss-up for me. Like, did you uh, see throwing that? that
1: he was throwing to OBJ that were behind him to the to the defensive guy? The guy's wide open. He's not hitting him because the guy can't. Did you ever hit, think hit maybe Odell open... Beckham
0: doesn't know how to run a route?
1: those
0: It doesn't matter if he's supposed to be somewhere and he cuts the other way. Baker what, can't hit. what good is it? What Baker good is hit. it?
1: Listen, Baker I'm makes a great you. commercial, right. but that's it.
0: It's Odell Beckham. It's him. He's a I'm gonna, of
1: problem. Listen, I'm going to tell you this right now. If he was as good as you're saying, the Browns would have no problem resigning him. They haven't done it yet because they don't even feel sure that, they, that he's the right quarterback for them. And he's on their team currently. So clearly I won that argument. Thank you didn't you again. win the argument because the argument usual.
0: wasn't Mayfield for one as one. usual.
1: And my friend,
0: two, I am clearly right because Odell Beckham can't, right. can't run a freaking, freaking route.
1: What time is it, my friend? What time is it? It's, it's time, time for
0: you to get a clue. Pick and roll
1: <laughs> in another segment that I will win.
0: So this you is did, first of all, this is not a segment anybody wins.
1: I always have the better lists every time. Oh my but that's god. Okay. All right. So we are going to rank since the World Series just finished the all-time winningest managers in Major League Baseball history. And they are Connie Mack, Tony La Russa, John McGraw, Bobby Cox, and Joe Torre.
0: I already know who you're going to have in first. I knew you would say that.
1: But I'm going to give you reasons why. Oh my god, so are it's true.
0: At. So it's so true. Are you're a Yankee. Oh Are, you Are you ready? Are you ready? Come on. That's a joke. So, at number 5, <laughs> Connie
1: Mack. He is the all-time winningest manager in h- league history at 3- 3 3,731 wins. But he also has 3,948 losses with 76 ties, which I didn't I don't I don't know how the ties factored in back then. His winning percentage is under 500, the only one on this list That's under 500. He was a five-time champ, nine-time pennant winner, but he also managed for 53 years, the longest out of these five. So obviously was able to accrue a lot of wins based off of that. At number four, I had Bobby Cox. (laughs) 2,504 wins, 2,001 losses, three ties, 556 winning percentage. Only won one title though. Five-time pennant, four-time manager of the year in 29 years. So, again, the only reason why I had him higher up on the list is because of the championships. Otherwise, he would have been uh, t- towards the, the, the top number one. At three, Tony La Russa. 2,821 wins, 2,434 losses, four ties, 537 winning percentage, three-time champ, six-time pennant, four-time manager of the year, 34 years in running. So great numbers. But why is John McGraw at number two? You ask, Ron, and I will tell you. So 2,763 wins. So less than La Russa, but only lost nine one thousand 1,948 games, 58 ties. Highest winning percentage on this list. So he won more games than he lost. Almost 60% of his games he won. Same amount of championships, 10, 10, 10 pennants, so, four more than La Russa in 33 years. So, less time and still one more pennant. Same ties. And then, obviously, the winning percentage. Joe Torre, though, is my number one. And it's not because of the moment.
0: It's because of the moment.
1: Can I explain a bit? Here we go. 2,326 wins. 1,997 losses. Six ties. 538 winning percentage. Four-time champ. So, second most on this list. Six-time pennant. Two-time manager of the year. But he did it in 29 years, which was the lowest out of all of these managers. So his winning percentage in the championships in less time than the other, the other four guys. I can't That's why wait. I picked Joe Torrey. I
0: can't wait to poke holes in your theory. That's
1: why Joe Torrey is the best manager on this list.
0: No, not Go at all. Run. Go Double run. Double five, Connie Mack. Okay. Losing record. I don't yeah. care if he won five World Series and nine pennants. It didn't matter. Losing record. He shouldn't yep. even be on this list.
1: He's got the number most four. wins in the history of the Major League Baseball. So
0: I, I don't care. He has Go also ahead. the most losses. Okay. <laughs> Probably. Number four, Bobby Cox. And earlier I had mentioned this, Bobby Cox is number four only because he has a winning record and Connie Mack doesn't. But he squandered chances don't to mention. win in the World Series. I won and he only has one, and he doesn't deserve yeah. to be any higher than this.
1: So 5-4, where are
0: And I Go actually ahead. probably wouldn't put him number four uh, if I included other managers. Number three, I have Joe Tory. No way. Go ahead. First of all, he has the least amount of wins out of all of them. Okay. Yep. Okay. He also has played, I mean, managed all those World Series for one team. Mm-hmm. And that is the, the Yankees who have the money to get. Look, no, it's a factor because if the Yankees can buy the players, uh-huh. he has the players to work with. It's it's no different than Phil Jackson.
1: 96 it's, when he won them. Those were those no, 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 all. No, like, no, Zeta, no, this is Shifada. my time.
0: This is my time. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's the same thing with Phil Jackson. Gets mm-hmm. to coach the Bulls with Michael and then no. goes to LA with Kobe and Shaq. It's the You're same wrong. principle. You're wrong. Okay. You're so wrong. Go ahead. So Joe Torre got to win with the Yankees' money that dished out to all these players the wonderful teams that they wrong had. Again. Go ahead. It's not wrong. It's absolutely 100% correct. Number okay. two, John McGraw, best winning percentage. He also had three World Series and won 10 pennants. Yep. 10. Mm-hmm. The only one to do that. And they didn't have the manager of the year for him. Yep. So he probably would have won a lot of them. And then number one, I have Tony LaRusa. How many teams did he win a championship with?
1: I don't know. St. Louis. I remember St. Louis.
0: Okay. Oakland. So,
1: Oakland. Uh, he didn't win one with Oakland.
0: So just to think that with St. Louis, it's a medium sized market.
1: They you can are, only so get one. No, I'm
0: not wrong. This is yeah. 100% right. Okay, and you go just ahead. don't want to admit it. The money okay. is a big factor okay. on these teams. Let me know when you're done. Okay, oh, let me know when you're done. It's a big factor, and okay. Tony Larussa is able to win with a lot of teams. Okay, he's done it everywhere in both okay. leagues. Okay, okay. So yes. when when you get a manager that can win in either league, for one. And that's with having to use pitchers as hitters, unlike Joe Torre having to to get that benefit of the big back in place of that. He has three World Series, six pennants, four managers of the year. That alone Mm -hmm. matches anything that Joe Torre has ever done.
1: Not the championship, but go ahead.
0: One more. Okay. He has two more. Five more years. years. And, five more years and 500 more wins okay 500
1: five more years more.
0: and 500 more wins
1: okay and so here's your hole in your argument because the it's first no, there's just, no hole. there is because the first year that joe tory won in 96 with those yankee teams derek jeter was a rookie bernie williams was a rookie uh jorge posada was a rookie. Uh, Andy Pettit was in his like second year. Uh, Mariano Rivera was a rookie. They weren't on big deals. They weren't on big contracts. Okay. So who was on, on the contract? There let's, was no let's, money let's, involved.
0: Let's go through the roster. There was no money involved. There was a lot of Paul O'Neill
1: wasn't a top player. Do- dollar wise. Then He was. No, he was not. Yes, he was. Joe Girardi, all these guys, they weren't top dollar players. He won because he was a great manager. You just you your Yankee bias is not what no, it. it's
0: not a Yankee bias. It's a money factor. Okay. And, so. I, and I don't I don't like it doesn't matter if Pettison is second year. It doesn't matter. Like who else pitched on that team? Name the pitching staff. Back then I had ninety six. I oof.
1: I'd have to I'd have to research it, but I guarantee they didn't have top pitches.
0: Oh oh you guarantee that?
1: I guarantee it
0: you right, looking it up? it up? You're yep. looking it up. 96. Yankees. Go ahead. I'm going to show you. When
1: you, when you show me all the big dollars.
0: David Cohn. Okay. Tell me he wasn't a big star.
1: He was at the end of his career. Sure.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Did he not retire after that?
0: <laughs> they was had I? Jimmy Key. Andy okay. Pettit. Yep. Don't forget they they also had John Wetland too back then.
1: Who was again what year was he in? Because then he, he went on to, to go, I think, to the Rangers right after that. So again, they had the setup, the bullpen, then Mariano took over. So Mariano wasn't even the wasn't they had even Wade Bugs.
0: He was he was a big time money player. Oh my gosh. Oh come <laughs> on, you're gonna you're gonna deny that Tino Martinez. Sure
1: my team, huge dollars. Those guys were massive dollars. Like everybody in them, you even know. Now you know once you started reading it that you're wrong.
0: Look, it's okay. Look, it's okay. Strawberry, Cecil Starry. Fielder.
1: All at the end of their careers. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got it, buddy. You won. You won. I'll give it to you. You clearly won. All right. Let's go on to our prediction. So last week, you won 2 0. So nice job. So we're going to go through and let's see what we got. So we start off with the NFL on 11-7. The New England Patriots at the Carolina Panthers.
0: That's New England.
1: So I'm going to agree with you. They play better on the road anyway. So I, I, I'm i not going to go against them. Tennessee Titans at the Los Angeles Rams.
0: Oh, uh, the Los Angeles Rams. Why would I, I be stupid and pick Tennessee?
1: I agree. I throw this one in for my man, Mick. So Mickey, I know how much you love this team. The New York Rangers are playing on November fifth against the Edmonton Oilers at Edmonton, New England. I agree, Granddad. Rams. So far, he agrees with us.
0: I am gonna go. Oh, that's a tough game because they're both good.
1: They're both playing well.
0: Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the Edmonton Oilers.
1: I went with the home team as well.
0: So far, we're agreeing on everything. Because if it was at New York, I'd pick the Rangers for sure.
1: Here's the game that is going to ruin your top five this week. So Monday will be an (laughs) all-new top five. The Carolina Hurricanes at the Florida Panthers. Both teams undefeated right
0: now. I'm going to go Florida.
1: I'll go Carolina. I'll go Carolina because you've told me that a number one team – And you're my hockey guy, so I trust you. November 8th, the New York Knicks at the Philadelphia 76ers. Knicks. Agree.
0: I did not have to take long to think of that. I really like the Knicks Panthers,
1: granddad agrees with you, Panthers.
0: Thank you, granddad.
1: Tomorrow night, big fight for the undisputed super middleweight title. Canelo Alvarez versus Khalid Plant. Canelo Alvarez 56, 1 and 2, 38 knockouts. Khalid Plant, 21 and 0, 12 knockouts.
0: It's gonna be a good fight.
1: It should be a very good fight.
0: But I'm gonna go Canelo.
1: I will uh I will agree with you. I will agree with you. So, so what don't... did we
0: disagree on?
1: The Hurricanes. We got Hurricanes Panthers. That's the one game we got different.
0: So that's that tells everything.
1: That's it. It's all about hockey. So once again, if you're joining us, we are live every Friday night at 6 p.m. on Rhode Island Broadcasting on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Rhode Island Broadcasting on Facebook and YouTube. Rhode Island underscore broadcasting on Twitch. Like, subscribe, follow all those things. We really appreciate it. Follow us on social media at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter, at Broadcasting on Twitter. Sports underscore unfolded on Instagram and listen to us on our podcast on Amazon, Anchor, Google, and Spotify. So many different ways to watch, listen. I do a sports short on Anchor as well on the Sports Unfolded. So check that out. Um, Ron, as we do every show, we do our final thoughts and it doesn't necessarily have to be sports related. It could be about anything going on in the world today. I am first tonight. So I will go with my final thought and it involves Ben Simmons and the mess with the Philadelphia 76ers. So Ben Simmons has said mentally he wasn't ready to play basketball. I think the team tried to accept that. The players on the team tried to accept that. Now the team has reached out to try to get him help and try to offer him some help, you know, with uh, doctors or, you know, psychologists to try to help him through this process. And now he's basically refusing help from the team. At some point, it turns into you just being a selfish player and a selfish person. If you want people to truly believe that you have some mental health issues that are causing you not to play basketball, then don't don't decline the help. Because to me, it looks like you don't really want help. This is more about you not wanting to play for the 76ers. You said you would come back when you felt ready to play. They're offering to try to help you get to that process, and you're refusing it. You don't want to play for the 76ers. Come out and say it. Be honest about it and let this team try to figure out what's the best solution to move forward and not think that you're you, you you have issues that, and that's why you can't play. So to me, stop being selfish. Ben Simmons should be ashamed of himself at this point because he's not looking good to me or probably many other fans of basketball. He's just refusing to play at this point. It's not because of him not being ready to play basketball mentally. It's because you just don't want to play for the 76ers. Just own up to it, and say it. That's what I'd like to see. Ron, your final thought, my friend.
0: My final thought goes out to the Boston Bruins. Now, I mentioned this earlier. Patrice Bergeron is a free agent after this year. Wouldn't it be nice if he finishes his career in Boston? And I say this...
1: The campaign begins.
0: ...in line with... Somewhat of a tradition, Milt Schmidt, Johnny Busick, Terry O'Reilly, born Bruins, they played for Boston. Retired as captains in Boston. If there's a player that's been on this team since Terry O'Reilly, it is Patrice Bergeron that deserves... To wear that captaincy until he retires in Boston, and it and it has nothing to do with winning or losing, because frankly, if they don't win one between now and when he finishes, I'm okay because I know I got to see them win with him, and he is such a classy player. There's probably no one in the league that, that, that displays the leadership, the tenacity of, of digging deep every shift, the, the defensive side, the offensive side, the special teams, every aspect of the game he excels at. And I just want to see him finish his career in Boston where he belongs. And that number 37 raised up into the rafters a few years later. So, uh,
1: Ron, great points. Obviously, uh, you know, the way sports is today, that sometimes as a fan, it's the worst part of it, is that you get hard. so attached to these these players and then they end up leaving. So hopefully, uh, you know, the Boston Bruins hear you and, and we're able to do that. So uh, if you enjoyed the show, check us out uh, Sunday night. We're going to do the Patriots post game after the Panthers game. And then on Monday, Ron, my hockey guy, will break down his top five for our hockey. And then this Tuesday, very special NFL midseason review. So, our grades for our midseason on Tuesday, and that'll be with Kenny. Um, we did the NFL preview show with Kenny. Really good picks by Kenny because now we can really torture him because none of his picks came to fruition. And, uh, We'll be able to do that on Tuesday night as Lions. well. Can't wait. Lions, Jared Goff, MVP. So far, Buffalo Bills were going to be in last place. I mean, we've got a lot to discuss with Kenny um, yeah. on Tuesday. So check that out. And then, again, check out our Sports Unfolded Facebook and Twitter page, at Sports Unfolded, for all those top five lists, NHL, NBA, and also NFL. That'll be out this Monday. Ron, my man, great show. Appreciate it. Thank you for letting me win the faceoff. As usual,
0: you did not win the face off. Everybody <laughs> knows that. So stop embarrassing yourself. Granddad
1: knows who won that faceoff. Ron, as usual, we'll do it again Sunday. And then obviously, do you ever cover a live game? We are, are in the process of, of working on that granddad. We, we really want to do some live stuff while games are being played. So that is definitely in the works as well. We've got a lot that we're going to be doing. Uh, We continue to grow at Sports Unfolding, and we're excited at all our fans. So just continue to support us. And the more you support, the easier it is for us to continue to do stuff. So thank you for what you did tonight, and
0: we appreciate it. Have a good night, everybody. Ron, have a great night.